Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here we talk about the connection between creativity and healing, and how we are creative, and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally. Join us now. Hi, everyone. Larissa Russell of Creative View Healing. Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today I have with me Sharon Glassman. Healing like love can find us when we're not looking for it. Sharon was busy working on a novel whose fictional hero turned out to be her true self. Writing that book rewrote Sharon's life, helped her recover from debilitating grief and discover her introvert superpowers. It inspired her to leave Brooklyn for Colorado and launched her career as the designer and songwriter of a new line of musical greeting cards and gifts called Smile Songs that help other folks celebrate their best selves and find beautiful paths to healing too. So welcome, Sharon. Thank you so much, Larissa. It's so exciting to be here. I'm excited. I, I was on your website. I saw your cards. I was, I just thought they were so cool. And oh, uh, so can you share some of your story and the path that sort of brought you to where you are now? Yeah, it was a long and winding road, but in the end, it all made sense. I started out as a journalist in New York City um, who was terrified of interviewing people. And so what happened was I began to hack storytelling. And I didn't know the word introvert yet, but I feel like that was why asking questions just felt so exposed and I wanted to get it right. And so I started performing stories on stage. And what I did was once the pressure was off me to publish, I was really comfortable interviewing people. And so I would interview them about their love stories. I would um, do, I did a whole piece about a program at the New York City Post Office that I don't think exists anymore, where people could come in and fulfill the wish list of kids and families in need and play Santa, anonymous Santas. So I was sort of a conduit for stories. And around, I don't know, about 10 years into that process, I realized that I had been a violin player in elementary school, high school, but again, too scared to sit up front. I was always hiding in the back. Like we would take these little seating tests and they'd be like, you know, you're not that bad. You should go up. I'd be like, no. <laughs> so I joined a community orchestra. And from that point, music began to enter and combine with my storytelling process. And we had mentioned I was working on a novel and I was working on it kind of obsessively. And I thought that the main character was my first boyfriend who had died when we were 20. Uh, he was uh, fatally ill when we met at 16, and we went through that journey together quite young of someone being terminally ill and not surviving. And I was in my 30s at that point, and I was almost annoyed that it was back, that I hadn't been able to hack this grief and move past it. And the minute I finished the book, I had a manuscript that I was ready to send out, and the letter carrier came and said, I have two pieces of mail for you in exchange for this package. Uh, one says that your office lease is up in two months. And the other one says that your apartment lease is up in two months. I then went to a party and someone, a stranger who I didn't even know, said something that led me to look at Boulder, Colorado uh, for business. And the minute I moused over Boulder, I got chills and looked at my dog and said, life is short. The world is big. It's time to go. And when I got to Colorado, all the pieces started coming together. I started, um, I answered the wrong Craigslist ad and became a fiddler in a country rock band. 
I thought I was going to jam at someone's house, but it was actually an audition. Uh, that led me to consider the idea that singing was something that real people did and could do and ended up starting my own band. And when our guitar player quit, became the singer, songwriter and guitarist. And then stuff really happened when I was performing for small groups of folks, a lot of them introverts. Someone said, if only we could take you home and put you on our wall so we could hear your music when we wanted to feel good, but also see the happiness that surrounds you. And I took it as an assignment. It was probably a casual, com uh, casual comment, but that is the moment that led to a couple wrong turns that eventually realized, uh, led me to realize that greeting cards were really the gift that could do this and allow me to combine micro storytelling, artwork that I would create, and then custom craft a song so that you feel good the way you do in real life when you hear something and feel something and see it. So long and winding road, but from terrified in NYC to really happy in a town they call the Brooklyn of Boulder, Colorado. I love that because, you know, I was on the website and I, I was listening to some of it because you have little clips from, from the cards and then you have artwork and you, I just, I just love the idea of it. And, and, and just having that, you know, that little bit of happiness that you can give to other people. Right. And, and from a comment that someone said, I wish I could take you home and put you on my wall. <laughs> and you never what you asked for, cause I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, what then does healing with creativity mean to you? Well, having experienced the experience of being directed, again, going back to this book that I was writing and developing this character and having almost an inability to stop and finding out that it, that process diagnosed me. Um, it shifted. I wasn't grieving uh, my boyfriend. I mean, obviously, I still miss him. But it was really focusing my attention on myself, which is something that I had never done. And looking at the idea, because my main character was invisible, except to someone who loved him. Um, the idea of invisible illness, it just opened up all these things. So I sort of feel like in some ways, creativity can take the lead and direct you to healing where maybe your linear mind, my linear mind at least, wasn't able to go. So tapping an inner voice, um, that's definitely one way. Yeah. And so you, you play music, you are a writer, you sing and you create um, cards. I'm assuming you do art as well. <laughs> Is there anything that you can't do? So let's just ask that. <laughs> yes. Many things. Um, I am not a gifted dancer. <laughs> I can be a goofy dancer, but I'm definitely not. Um, Spatial space is not my friend. Spatial uh, relations, things in space, concepts are really my, my happy place. So yes, I would say that I'm more of a baker than a chef because I can follow the directions and I, I cook, but I think I'm probably safer with a recipe. So I, I'm like a structured creative in some way. I like having a framework. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, yeah, so there are, definitely, there are definitely things. I also, I ran a half marathon, but I've never run a whole one. So there's that. <laughs> I love that because creativity is in everything we do. And I love that you sort of have an understanding of where you're best at it. You've tried and, and you know that you, you are really good in some areas and, and maybe not so great in others. And that's, that's just fine. Right. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to bring up the idea of wabi-sabi. Are you familiar with yes. that? Yeah. That's what you just made me think of is that, you know, there's two ways we can look at it. Like I can go dancing and be like, wow, I'm really sort of, I just stepped on my own foot and, or sort of embrace the, the imperfection, the beauty of the imperfection and go, I'm having a great time. Like, I don't think I'm going to make it on to dancing with the stars and that's okay because this is my form of happy. So there, there's a little of both. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Not afraid to try, but just knowing that that may not be the perfect thing for you. (laughs) (laughs) So you create for your business now, right? Your cards and your songs and and your band. So do you have other creating that you do just for you that you don't share? Yes. I haven't done it in a while, but I do paint watercolors with Q-tips. This goes back to the wabi-sabi thing. I am not good at holding a brush, but I can pilot a Q-tip. So I have done, I don't know if I can find it on my phone, but I did a watercolor that is actually my, let's see, you can't see it behind all my apps. I don't know, let's see, how do I get rid of all the apps? So this, it's probably hard for you to see, but um, you probably can't, there you go. Oh, yep, there we go, yeah. So I painted my screensaver and if you can see, you can see where the paper sort of got all wrinkly and stuff. And so yeah. that's just, that's Q-tip watercolor on uh, watercolor paper. And I really like the design. And I was like, I'm, I'm not, it's, it doesn't work with my line, mm-hmm. but it definitely makes me happy. So there is, now you all know my secret. That is my secret. <laughs> creativity. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So do you make time then for, because you create for your business, do you make time every day for that? Or do you have a schedule for that? How do you make that work for you? It's a full on thing. So the minute I get up in the morning and again, it's that left brain because it's a business, right brain, creative business, but increasingly understanding that the left brain needs to rule so that I know when I need to be designing new product because it has to be released at such and such a time. I have pitch letters that go out. I mean, really designing is an aspect of it, but because it's a creative business, I would say it's one fifth of it, one fourth of it, Um, which isn't to say that I don't sneak it in. Like tomorrow I'm doing, um, I'm releasing a new birthday card for those of us who have birthdays squished into the winter holidays. It's very last minute, but you too? When's your birthday? January 6th. There you go. So yeah, I always got combined I got a Christmas birthday gift it was yep. like always a thing <laughs> yep well, let me here I'll show you this one when we do we'll do a world premiere this isn't the exact color palette but hold on so this is the and again I, I can't I'm never very good at navigating this but this is the happy solstice Hanukkah Christmas Kwanzaa New Year adjacent birthday card <laughs> I love that right and so what's cool is today I had the joyful assignment had to write the Happy, happy solstice, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, New Year, Jason birthday song. And here's the, so here's my work in progress. And here's my lyric sheet. Here's my mic. My guitar is over back there. And so first thing tomorrow morning on my to-do list is to get this up and recorded, to get the QR code set, to get it out to the printer. Mm-hmm. And their deadline is 1130 Pacific. Pacific. No, 1030 Pacific, 1130 Mountain. So again, super creative. I'm really excited, but, and 
there's a lot of hammers being like thrown, you know. As a, as a person who runs a creative business, I completely understand. Right? Because <laughs> there's the create, creative part of you and there's the business part of you. And sometimes they collide. Sometimes they work well together. Sometimes, uh, yeah, there's a collision. <laughs> Those yeah. deadlines. And when you have to be your own grown up, it's because I always think of the creative part as like we think of that as like the least idea of the child running free. And then there's the grown up that's like, and you need to do this other thing. Yes. You know, like I spent yeah. a half an hour at the UPS store sending out a package uh, and de- deciding insurance levels. And I was like, really? Really? And I had to make a left turn in the car, which I really don't like. Come on. This is, you know. <laughs> Just being out in the world, which then brings me to COVID and how that has affected either your creativity or, you know, how you access the world uh, with your creativity. Interesting. I, and again, this is, this is a little bit of the introvert thing and the highly sensitive person thing. So I was inside a lot anyway. Like I go out and I have my very fortunate to live near a man-made lake and I have a view of the mountains and I go out every day and experience nature. But then I really come in and work with my head down until my day is over. But when COVID hit, and I know a lot of, you know, I have an online store as well as doing wholesale, I felt it would be rude to put my products out there. So I actually went in reverse. Whereas I later learned for people who were like, actually people needed stuff. And it was like, business was booming. So in a weird way, COVID didn't negatively affect me. I negatively affected me for fear of seeming uh, disrespectful. To a pandemic. So there was that, which is a little funky. Um, the other thing is, I started adding flowers into my office. I love it. Thank you, right? Yeah. It's like, I love these it's so much. And do you ever watch Friends? Are you a Friends person? I've seen it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a, yeah. Super interesting. Well, there's a whole plot point where Phoebe, the most creative, I think, of the Friends, um, you can't give her flowers because they die and then she has a funeral and she gets really upset and she goes in the morning. That that was definitely my mindset. And so I had to sort of get past the, um, the flowers are going to go away thing to enjoy actually how awesome it is to have flowers in my, in my space, which I, but I still, I still do get very sad. I won't lie. I do have like a little weepy moment when they have to go away, but no, but then you get more. You get more. And I think also one thing we've learned, you know, in the past couple of years is that life is precious and fleeting and things do come to an end sooner or later. We don't know. So you might as well to not have the flowers because they're going to die. There's probably a big metaphor in there that I'm not quite able to explain, but it seems like we might as well have the flowers. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I've always been one to have the flowers, but now I'm noticing more people understand that. Just, just get yourself the flowers, right? It's so important, so important <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yes. So what healing create, or creative healing modality do you use the most for your own self? What's yeah. your healing modality? My healing modality has always been listening. So I go out, we have a tree in the backyard. And again, just coming from being in Brooklyn where I was in a one bedroom 
north facing apartment, there were trees up, but there wasn't like my tree. But we have a tree in our backyard that has these really fantastic leaves that make a really just great rustling sound. And so I go out in the morning, I'm drinking my coffee, reading. And if the if the tree is rustling, like my whole day is set. Like I am done and I'm happy, like I'm set to go. Um, and that's not really starting from a problem in healing it or a condition, but it is just an initial happy place. And then uh, a friend, Christine Gust here, introduced me to heart math. Okay, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, so the exercise, for those of you that weren't here before we started, think about that. Um, Larissa and I were working on this de-stressing exercise where you sort of look to one side until you yawn, which I'm gonna do now, or you sigh and then do it to your other side with your hands like this. And it's a vagus nerve relaxing thing. So that my friend who's into heart math stuff has taught me that. And I do that absolutely every day. So I start with meditation and I do this little thing. Again, a Christine technique, breathe through my heart, thinking about what emotion you sort of want to go for. And then she suggests um, asking what else is possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those three things, and she describes it as three different kinds of neutrality, which allows new ideas and healing to come in or ahas mm -hmm. on different levels to come in. And I will say ever since she told it to me uh, this summer, I've done it every morning and I find it to be a great way to reset and maybe off load some stresses that may be building up. Yeah, that's a wonderful idea. There's I think starting our day off in a sort of a ritual of some sort that sets us into such a good space. Like I, I have a class every morning at 7 a.m. <laughs> mountain time uh -huh. uh, where we do meditation. We do uh, journal journaling, and then we have a discussion and it is just an amazing way to start the day. Right. I just love, love that, that morning calm class. And because we, I've had the same people, and we've had some people come and go, but we've had a core group that have been there. We started at the beginning of COVID. So, you know, we're over a year and a half now of five days a week we meet. To <laughs> wow. Yeah, because it just it makes our heart just, you know, it starts your day in such such a good space. So I totally understand that having that that routine, that ritual of, of things that make you feel good and, and present in the moment. Yes, and I think to your point, also shaping the day as opposed to letting something shape you that may not serve you. Yes, yeah. It's kind of that proactive thing, which is yeah, awesome. yeah, so important, so important. So I I have a link that we're going to offer to everybody, offering uh, twenty percent off in your shop. So I think that's wonderful because you've got to check out this shop. We'll have the links for the for the shop there because it's just so much fun go and go and listen to the cards because <laughs> I just think that's so great and uh, is there anything else you'd like to share that we maybe didn't have a chance to discuss today I just uh I'm a big advocate for finding happiness like almost uh living life like a little bit of a treasure hunt and being open to being surprised that's just where one of my happy places that I find that there are so many ahas uh, if we can listen or, or look at something with a fresh point of view, which I guess really is creativity in, in action. 
And I really appreciate the chance to uh, chat with you. And I love what you're doing, Larissa. It's such a positive, powerful topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I think it's so important. I mean, it's what I do, healing with creativity. I think um, all creativity can be healing, but when we create with intention, we can heal exponentially. And so there's just so many things we can do for that. And, and so I think it's just it's important to me. It keeps me going each and every day. So yeah. <laughs> it's gotten me through some dark times. So I think it's really important for people to take control of that. Right. And Absolutely. If- yeah. And I think from now on at seven o'clock, I'll be on my floor doing my meditation and my, my heart math while you're doing your class. We'll have like a little healing. <laughs> we'll expand the healing circle. into That's right. Yeah. More healing energy out there. Totally. So if you can't join us directly at 7 a.m. Mountain Time, just do some healing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. To our listeners, we will see you again next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening. If you found our podcast of interest, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you listen in. 